You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Hello and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacia Finley. Well, happy Monday. And, uh, happy belated Mother's Day to those that applies. Yes, yes, yes. I hope everyone had a wonderful Mother's Day with their uh, mother, significant other, or some other word that I can't whoever, think of to rhyme whoever with. Whoever took care of you that you want to celebrate that day. Yeah. I think that's that's fair. That is. I think that's fair. Whatever it takes for you. And if you're not a mother, hey, it's okay. Happy Sunday. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. (laughs) No one's judging you. Another day. (laughs) And I mean, hey, think about it, women. You're all going to be mothers here soon because, Uh, (laughs) you know, the the government's not going to let you go get an abortion. If that's your choice. You have to keep pushing out that labor for them. Yeah. Isn't, it, isn't, it, isn't America just the greatest country in the world? I always wanted a time machine. I always wondered what it was like to live like in the 70s, like early 70s, mm-hmm. late 60s. You know, maybe I'll start getting a taste. Yeah. Oh, maybe absolutely. I'll start a taste. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just the start. You know, mm-hmm. I know people don't want to hear that. And, you know, I know everyone didn't come here for this, but hey, you're going right. to get it <laughs> because we got opinions too, goddammit. And uh, uh, it's been one of those weeks where I almost just had to walk away, like back away because so much just had to keep happening where I'm like, humans aren't built for this. Mm-hmm. Humans yeah. aren't built for this much tragedy in one week. Yeah, it's sad, really it's gross and it's evil. And yeah, yeah. So, yeah. hey, I I know, I guess I have nothing to worry about because I am a straight white male uh, who can, you know, blend in with the crowds. But, hey, just so you're aware, I am, um, you know, I'm on your side. Yeah, this is... You know, you, is. you deserve, all of you deserve rights uh, and privileges that everyone else, every human being deserves and... They're all going away if you live in America and possibly around the world, uh, the way it's starting to look. Yeah, it's been, we've been kind of steering that way, it seems like. Um, yeah. Now, it's just evil, and there was no reason to have to revisit it and kick the hornet's nest. It was settled. Um, so I guess here we go. Let's yeah. just see the evilness. I, I mean, I can't think of any other reason why it had to be revisited even a little bit. Like, it's just. Ah, uh, you don't even want to get me started. I've been mm. so angry this week with listening to people, and it's just bull. It's just bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just bullshit. But anyway, we'll. Uh, I'd love. We'll... I'd love for eighty-year-old men to stop making laws for us already and move on. Right there. there I mean, there. that's that's. You're, I mean, clearly you've been there since the first law was enacted. You just can't <laughs> imagine how life has moved in fifty years. So yeah. Well, it's time to move on and let the rest of us take over here. Thank you. We need to go back to the legislation from 1825 right. because that but was the way I was it was. A kid, that everything was, was great then. Yeah, but look at it now. 
Can't you remember the the easy times we had it back in them days? Oh, it was so easy. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. Ugh. Our women just listened. Yeah. They did they, what they were told. And they started talking back. Started talking back as soon as we gave them rights. Damn it. God. <laughs> I can see that now. My voting rights will start to go away. My little lady brain can't comprehend it clearly. We're the ones ruining everything. <laughs> well, you see, I feel like that'll be on the table down the road. That's not uh, top marks just yet. Because yet. I feel like if this um, goes through, which obviously it will, uh, I, I don't. I don't want to be the negative Nancy, but I mean... I, yeah, I mean, it's just to the point now where I need to see things happening. I just can't believe anyone anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. So when when this actually goes through, when it happens and, you know, uh, women are dying because they can't go get a safe abortion, uh, they're going to come after uh, gay marriage rights. I promise you that'll be next on the agenda. Because... They already are trying. Yeah, and and... That is kind of what all this was about. If you remember, we had we saw the chess pieces being moved before mm-hmm. all this Roe versus Wade stuff happened because of Texas mm-hmm. and Oklahoma, I think it was, they bat- passed some nonsensical... Something. Tennessee's been having some fun, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Love Tennessee. <laughs> good, and, old, good old Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. But, yeah, it, it's going to happen. And, again, I feel sorry for um, the people this affects because it's... It's wrong. Absolutely yeah. wrong. Who would have thought that I'd be thankful I actually stayed in Illinois? Yeah. Who would have thought it? Really, all growing up, this has been such a garbage state. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it really has been. And then I know this is a hot take, but we finally got a governor that I think is actually doing good things. Mm-hmm. I know the bottom half won't admit that. Yeah. Because they don't like him, just because there's that pesky little D next to his name. Mm. But... He's actually done some good stuff. Well, so you know, it's the first time I've actually been like, you know what? I kind of want to stay here now. At least you've had one. I don't recall the last Democratic governor. Oh, we've usually had. ours go to prison. So this is very weird for me to say. Yeah, We're okay. very corrupt. We like to battle between Louisiana and like who's going to have the most corrupt government that year. Yeah, ours usually go to prison. So this oh, okay. is this is a huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge difference. Anyway, yeah, hey, let's like talk game about stuff. Now. Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe sorry, some guys. game stuff. Well, first of all, I want to talk about. I want to just touch uh, base because I, I kind of built it up last week about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh yes, yes. I yes. don't. I don't want to go into any spoilers, so don't don't worry. But mm-hmm. um, I want to say that if you haven't seen it, and I feel like I had to preface this in a way that the movie is not bad. Okay, mm-hmm. understand that. Uh, but I would say if you were like me and you assumed, and this is my mm-hmm. fault, this is not Marvel's fault, this is my fault for assuming, assuming that you have a title like the Multiverse of Madness, Multiverse, mm-hmm. that we're going to be bouncing from multiverse to multiverse to multiverse to multiverse, and it'll be like this, you know. That seems like a fair assumption. Yeah. Multiversal adventure, you know, bouncing sure. through worlds. It is not that. So mm. I, I felt like, ah, so this is maybe it's in his brain. Well, now we'll go into spoilers. I don't want to talk. Well, about it I mean, it does. The title maybe does make. Yeah, the title does make sense. You know, when okay. you think about it, and it was again something I had to do. But I did go in with his expectation that we're going to be seeing this and we're going to be seeing that, and sure. even even if I didn't see something specific, it was like, yeah, we're, but we're going to see multiple 
universes, right? That's sure. what we're going to be yeah. doing. We're going to be going here and here and here and here and here and here. Didn't, no, no, it, it yeah. didn't quite happen quite like that. There was some pretty interesting cameos, but it all seemed self-contained to one section, mm-hmm. if you follow me. Like, okay. this part of the movie is where we're going to be doing the cameos, and then from there on, we're done with cameos. And it was like, ah. A little, okay. a little fan service in the middle or something, and then move on. And, and I'll say that, with the fan service there, mm-hmm. there, was, there was one that I, like, in the back of my head, I kind of assumed we were going to be getting this character, but not who played the character. And that was kind of like, okay. oh, oh, that's awesome, you know? Okay. Fun, fun. So yeah. to me, that was very fan serviceable in the sense that it was almost how to say this without giving uh, giving. It was like Marvel was paying attention. You know, uh, okay. they they saw these fan demands or fan cries about like, oh my god, wouldn't this be amazing? And they were just like, yeah, that would be amazing. Let's do that. And let's, then they let's did see it. See if we could make that happen. Yeah. And it, they made it happen. It was like, oh, cool. That you know, when you actually saw it, and it was like, oh, that's awesome. But I mean, that that was pretty cool. Um, obviously. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and. I think the one's already been spoiled for me anyway. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say this one because obviously I think we were all kind of aware. So again, if mm-hmm. you were in the dark, three, two, one. Yeah. Professor <laughs> Xavier. Was in the movie, uh-huh. obviously. Again, we heard uh-huh. his voice. We kind of knew it was going to sure, be Sure, sure, sure. Actually, yeah, my hubs was even talking about that. So. Yeah. So, now, I did have the assumption that I said, mm-hmm. you know, oh, this will be the animated version. Yes and no. Okay? Yes in the sense that he looked like the animated version, had the big hover chair, had the, the exact clothes, color scheme, oh, everything. Fine. So, that was neat. They even played, if you've got a keen ear and you know that, tune they played the 90s uh animated theme song over in the background so if you pay attention to it you can hear the orchestral and we're like oh my god but yeah (laughs) but it was not that version that's the other thing that i think our brains did because we've seen these characters and other you know uh things like that's the 90s you know, mm-hmm. X-Men. So you're like, oh, that's going to be the guy. No. Uh, another spoiler, which, again, given away in the, the trailers, if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Captain Carter. I was under the assumption, oh, shit, we'll get, uh, you know, her from the, the What If, you know, cartoon. Because that, oh, that's yeah, yeah, where yeah. we saw it. Those shorts. Not yeah. her. It's not not the, no. not the same one. Uh, who The Doctor Strange that we all, like the evil Doctor Strange. That was another assumption. That was the same character from the What If show because mm-hmm. there was an episode about Doctor Strange and who goes a little loopy. Not the same mm-hmm. guy. So I had these preconceived notions based on what they were showing, thinking, mm-hmm. guys, you pay attention to all of our Marvel stuff on Disney Plus, right? Well, see, see, look right. what we're doing. We're tying all this shit in, <laughs> and you're like, ah, we did. But yeah. it's not that. So. That's where uh, I say but, you have to well, temper that down a little bit because I, I I don't want anyone to walk out feeling disappointed because I did but I had to I had to roll it. Oh, b- I've set myself up for movies that way before too, where I was like, man, if I would have gone in with this frame of mind, I probably would have really dug it. But yeah. since I was expecting X Y Z, but that's yeah. that's what I had to do. I had to rewind and be like, all right, well, as as a whole, how was the movie? Mm-hmm. 
you know, because I'm looking at it through, I just wanted to see this, this, this. And I complain about people like that all the time. It's like, just chill. You know, the movie was right. good. The movie was <laughs> yeah. good. It it knew what it needed to be. It teased you the multiverse. And maybe uh-huh. we don't need, because it, honestly, that was what I was most concerned about is that we would have this big cameo fest. It would be a mess of a story. Sure. And it would be a, a terrible movie. They didn't do that. They kept it simple. They gave some interesting, you know, multiversal cameos, which was awesome. And uh-huh. they still told a very sharp story. So they gave me what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But I had preconceived notions about yeah. what I thought it was going to yeah. be. And I was kind of expecting that. And it just, I was like, ah, oh. you know, because I wanted yeah. to see just a little something extra, even if it was like two or three other multiverses. But again, it, in the context of the story, it wouldn't have made sense. Especially considering the character who's responsible for the multiversal dimension hopping. Mm-hmm. She can't control it. So it can't just be like, oh, oh, suddenly I can control it now. It's her journey too. Right. So yeah. the story, it's fine. It's it's a good movie. Sam Raimi, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude brought it. Oh yeah, this is why I need to go go check it out. Maybe I'll see you, it. You will see... He's got a style. If you yeah, if you know his style, if you are uh-huh. very familiar with his style, you'll see Evil Dead all over it, just in well, certain he's, sequences. He's the one who kind of made popularized yeah. a lot of different directing angles and, and things like that that I see in especially scary movies. Mm-hmm. God, they've loved to it. Like nobody believes it, but I believe he was one of the first ones to do the whole tracing like through the woods where we're looking at it from like the deadites perspective, yeah, if you yeah. will. Where the camera is just going through the woods, down on the ground, mm-hmm. up over <laughs> you know, as it's like going through <laughs> Yeah. And then going through the house. Yeah. You know, how it went like through the mm-hmm. house, the sides of the house and stuff from its perspective. So it was fun. And I've seen it used. Yeah. And other creative ways. I've seen people make it their own, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, he's uh, he's given us gifts that people use. Yeah, he's he, um, he's been around a while. His uh, his imprints all over it. You can really get a sense that he was allowed to kind of play around with it a little bit, add that mm-hmm. those horror elements to it where it works. Uh, the Scarlet Witch in this, she is where I feel like a lot of the horror comes in at as much as that is weird to say i could see that well i could see that because there's with how they built her up in the um the show yeah so and i think that was another concern that some might have is well wanda's the villain she's supposed to be a good guy they do make a clear distinction why she's doing this like where it's coming Mm -hmm. from and even with that explanation you could still buy why she's doing what she's doing because she has lost so much. And she's just oh, yeah. a woman broken who's like, God damn it, I deserve happiness too. You know? Right. So, hey, Congress, uh, be glad there's not a Scarlet Witch in the world. God, uh, I kind of wish. Yeah, don't you? So, just... <laughs> but again, I don't want to spoil... If nothing else, just put me in whatever universe that makes me happy and I can just turn off the rest and call it a right? day. Right. I've been one of those people. I'm on board with a matrix. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but if it feels real enough, and I'm having fun. I don't give a shit. But in any case, <laughs> like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody. It is good. Again, just temper your expectations if you planned on thinking you'd see cameos abound. It, it ain't happening. Right. But that doesn't mean to say it won't happen. 
down the line. We need a bigger event movie for something like that. You know what I mean? And not yeah. to say that Doctor Strange can't be an event movie, but that feels like an Avengers level event to have yeah, multi. Where you're bringing all of them together yeah. for some whatever. So thing they're fighting. Yeah. I, again, that's I think where I, I had my concerns going in, thinking, oh man, there is it's going to be so much, and uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it wasn't that. So yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. Anyway, um, I gotta I got I want to talk about this real quick. Because I watched a movie last night, and I, I know I've gushed about the man before, but I just want to continue to gush about him because if you if you are unfamiliar with Gene Wilder and how funny oh my gosh, he is, right? yeah, goddamn, everything he touches is gold. <laughs> yeah, and even if it's a slow burn movie, which this one kind of was. It's still entertaining because of him. Now, have you ever seen this? This I feel like is is a, a movie that's um, rarely talked about. It's kind of one of those under the radar films that he did. It was a movie done in the late seventies, I think it was, called The Frisco Kid. Sound familiar? I believe at all? I've heard of it, not seen it. Okay, so the plot of the movie is Gene Wilder plays a rabbi who's like bottom of the rung rabbi, like his. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call what do you call the uh, the group of uh, Jewish rabbis like they have a, a oh like the collective thing yeah i don't i don't know uh I, I, words are coming through my head and they're the version of that but it's not the right word <laughs> i don't i don't i don't know deva what is it cuz i'll need it deva um, <laughs> Anyway, if only we were sitting in front of devices that probably could have those answers for us. He was a group of rabbis. Yeah, he was. (laughs) Yeah, we could Google. Uh, So anyway, he is sent by his uh, congregation. That still doesn't feel right to go be a rabbi in San Francisco. Almost seemed like they were trying to get rid of him. Okay, Uh so he travels to America on his way to San Francisco, and obviously his trip to San Francisco is fraught with peril because it's the Wild West, and he's just not prepared. He gets taken advantage of and all this stuff where it adds for the comedy, you know, elements to it and whatnot. And eventually he runs into Harrison Ford, who plays a cowboy, who's a bank robber, and it's like this unlikely pairing and their friendship together. Mm-hmm. So again, it's Aww. it's a little. It can be a little slow burn at times, but it is. I I I find it hilarious, or at least I thought it was right. very funny last night because one scene <laughs> in particular, it just it caught me off guard, and I wrote the lines down because I want to read it to you because okay. you have to imagine, okay? okay? You have to imagine, and I'll try to do his voice too because he was doing this kind of German Jewish accent. As you would. Okay. And I'm, I, sure. I don't even feel like I'm doing it right. But he was... <laughs> so they had met up, him and Harrison Ford, and he told him he was going uh-huh. to San Francisco. And he's like, all right, well, I'll tell you what. He said, uh, I'll show you how to get there, whatever, and you can head off in the morning. So Harrison Ford looks at me. He's like, so do you remember the way? He's like, oh, yes, I remember the way. So what I do is when I leave here, I go right at the big tree, then left... For a couple of days, shop right, then straight as piss till you come to the ocean. And when he said straight as piss, I lost it for about 10 minutes. Because 
You uh, turned left for two days. It was it was the the context of how he said it. He was dead serious about yeah. it. You know that's not his colic or uh, what do you call it? A click? Uh, I can't even get the word out. Colloquialism. There we go. Oh, okay. Words, words, words. You know that wasn't something he would normally say. You know that was the instructions that Harrison Ford's character gave him, and he repeated sure. it to the letter. That's how to get there. You go straight as piss till you come to the ocean. <laughs> and I, I couldn't help it. I lost it. Yeah, good times. And he, good times. I, I think there was even another one where he was just, he, after he'd gotten mugged the first time, these guys had thrown all of his stuff out of the back of a wagon and then chucked him out last. So he was following the path back to collect all of his stuff. And then he finds his uh, suitcase, opens it up, the damn thing's empty. And he just looks up. He has this, I'm done look. And he goes, you couldn't have thrown this out first. <laughs> and then it's just the the looks. You have to be yes, there. You have to see yes. these, these. Oh God, yeah. it's just so funny. I love Glorious. It. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I just I wanted to gush about him. Go. So is the word we were looking for rabinate? Uh, that sounds like a problem a dog like would have. The only one I'm seeing when I was Googling, a like, group of rabbis, and then it said, did you mean rabbits? And I'm like, no. Nope. No? Nope. Didn't mean rabbits, actually. Um, so the only thing I'm seeing is, what is a group of rabbis called? Rabinate. Okay. I've never heard that word, though, so I'm not sure that I could have helped you. Well, no, I, I, that's a new one to me. It just doesn't sound right. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I think I learned a long time ago. I don't know how to Google right, so I never find the answers. And then someone else will Google and be like, you mean this? After two seconds, son of a bitch. Yeah, it's like, ah, oh, well, appears. I've been looking for an hour. <laughs> uh, what have you been playing? I'm still trying to get through Mass Effect. I think about maybe halfway. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know it's a long game, so I'm not really sure, you know. Um, but I, I didn't deep dive too much because I was very distracted by all the other stuff this week. I'll admit. Yeah. I was diving into all of the other news because, again, I'm obsessed with the trial for whatever reason. It's got my mind. And then, you know, everything else. Sure. So um, I, I I think maybe I could finish it this week okay. if I dedicate myself to it I don't know I should have I like looked up how long does it take to beat for an average human um but I'm constantly going to get distracted by the side quests and the um because that's what I'm here for sure so RPG I want to make my relationships I want to build this all up I'm not a fan of the one dude so far that I think they're trying like that could be a love interest god what's his name he's on my ship he's one of the first characters you even get and we all know Lace and her brain for names. But he's just so, like, dull. Just, like, <laughs> He's just boring so far. Um, again, I'm sure I don't have to. No. But I don't think anyone else so far has, that I could tell, that I think would be an interest later on or could be if I wanted to. Maybe I just mm-hmm. haven't gotten far enough yet to meet the rest of them. But we've had some of those exchanges where I'll just ask a question. We're just talking. I'm just burning through the options to learn more stories or whatever. And then he would ask, do you ask all of your you know, crewmates this many questions or whatever? And then it was giving me that. I'm like, I thought we were just having a conversation. I didn't realize <laughs> that. So maybe that was supposed to be my indication of, you know, 
later on if you wanna this could be a love interest i don't know uh but my Ah. answer was you know just uh i just curious you know like we just met i (laughs) thought we were having a conversation i didn't know me asking you questions you were instantly gonna think oh she loves me (laughs) you know Uh. but i don't know maybe in 2007 that's what it meant i don't know so (laughs) or 2008 whenever this game came out yeah i mean Um, getting a little weird (laughs) maybe maybe um, but knowing me, I don't, I, 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 I'm probably going to want a human. I've never been a fan of like the occult playing for role playing. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just my own personal, uh, nothing against people who do even in my Sims. I'm like, I want people. I don't want a vampire. I don't want werewolves. I don't want all that. Gr- congratulations to those of you who have fun with it. But so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm concerned with who my love interest is going to be. And... If it'll if it'll carry over, yeah, yeah. Will, I, will my love interest die at the end? I don't know. These are all questions that I need answered as I'm playing through, and I'm sure will eventually let me know. But I am very concerned because what if I could have some really nice love story that goes through all of the games? That would be cool. Wouldn't that be cute? Yeah. Wouldn't that be cute? I hope it's not dude and chip, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he'll still be with me. I don't know. I don't know. This would be those types of games that I think you would just lose companions or something along the way, possibly. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But trekking through, trekking through. Um, and that was about it. And then I, I turned on The Sims while I listened to the trial for a little bit, too. Just something that I didn't necessarily have to pay attention to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, nothing's changed there. Fair nothing's enough. changed there. My delivery service won't work. I was getting really <laughs> pissed. Been waiting for my pizza for three days, three sim days. I'm like, I guess it's not coming. It doesn't sound like it. I think it's gone. Doesn't seem like no. it. No. <laughs> I think it's just gone. Someone else got my pizza. Cost me 30 simoleons. Damn it. Damn where's it. my pizza? <laughs> Anywho, what you been playing? Well, uh, that's <laughs> what we're going to be talking about later. I was oh, playing. Oh, okay. Lego Star Wars. So I'll talk about that a little later. Excellent. So until then, right. let's talk about some news. Let's do some news. Uh, we had bigger stuff this week. And by God, I feel like it started last Monday. The instant we drop mm-hmm. our last podcast and all of a sudden this other news starts blowing up. Just acquisition, acquisition, acquisition. Again, I think we're just going to have those top three who owns everything moving forward at this point. Uh, But I'm sure you all saw the news because I think it broke last Monday, in fact. Uh, But the Embracer Group entered into an agreement to acquire Eidos, Crystal Dynamics, and Square Enix Montreal for $300 million. Mm -hmm. Seems like a steal to me Uh, from all the IPs you're getting here. So, I mean, Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Kane, which I know there's lots of love out there for that game. Uh, Sleeping Dogs, which was great. Yeah. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. which has been picking up better now that it went to Game Pass and more people have been getting it, giving it a chance. And, and you know, just all their backlog games from Square Enix Holdings there. Um, Embracer and Square Enix both confirmed this news. So it's, uh, it is happening, whether it finishes the deal. We all know these things take time. But um, if it does go through, it looks like possibly a quarter two. So like end 2022, 23, now their fiscal year, whatever that ends up meaning in, in months, to, uh, you know, when it starts to end. But yeah, 
and I had to look him up because who is Embracer Group in my head? I don't, yeah. I just didn't, I, I, you know, what they own so much. Well, I did some looking up and you do know who it is. They just changed their name. Uh-huh. Uh, so the group was formerly known as Nordic Games ah. or THQ Nordic uh, AB. Um, and uh, they took the Embracer name a few years back to kind of stop that confusion between it was like THQ Nordic GMB to THQ Nordic Games. Mm. So they've been Embracer Group since I think it said 2019. So still very new that that name came into into existence. But they have Coke Media, Deep Silver, Volition, that that they took in 2018. Um, obviously, Nordic Games was one of them back when they got that and then kind of merged the thing together. Uh, so biggest known for the We Sing. Yeah, yeah. If you remember that. So they have been around for a while. So if you were like me and like, who the hell is Embracer Group? <laughs> you know who they are. They just changed their name a few years back to try to keep that confusion between, you know, the game developers and then you know their publishing side of everything um so they're also taking the marvel games because that'll come with it um maybe they can turn a profit finally on the avengers game maybe or if they want to do another one that's not what that crap is then yeah i mean it, it does make sense that they were looking to sell because as i was reading through it um square enix reported a loss of about 200 million dollars um which will transfer to embracer group so they made a hundred million off of all these ips which just seems like you took a huge loss on it but i don't know it seems like most stuff that i've been reading some people are hopeful that maybe a lot of these ips can have justice brought to them mm-hmm. i saw a lot of people really wanting legacy of kane remade a sequel something to continue with that um they are saying that they're going to continue the new tomb raider that we saw announced that was supposed to that's getting built in unreal 5 mm-hmm. okay so it seemed like that was still going on. Um, so if we were excited about specific IPs or games, maybe this will be good because it doesn't seem like they really knew what to do with the certain IPs to make them successful, oddly. Right. And, you know, it was kind of odd when Square had them because it didn't seem like Square's bag. It just, that's not their kind of content so when i saw square attached to games like tomb raider and deus ex i was like Mm -hmm. square yeah okay and i know they weren't developing them but they were they were publishing they were behind it so their name is attached and it just it's odd you know it doesn't seem to to fit so maybe and, uh, THQ. I guess they agreed. Yeah. So maybe THQ can guide the ships in the right direction. I, I'm hopeful for mm-hmm. them. I want them to succeed because, like right. you said, there's a lot of good IP uh, in there. Mm-hmm. It's just been mishandled. Right. So. Right. Yeah. We'll see what happens here. Um, yeah. Just really kind of read it through. It looks like they just kind of got rid of their Western studios. Mm-hmm. Almost. Like they're just done with all that i saw the rumors was they want to go hard into nfts i don't know i didn't look into it any more than that like i saw that rumor floating around um if that's what you want to do then i guess you know whatever but my brain speaking of that i'm trying to remember i saw something just a few days ago offering up nfts in 
I remember where it was now. The Masked Singer. They're doing NFTs. Yep. And it was just as soon as it (laughs) as soon as it came up, they did an advertisement in between, you know, like a commercial break or whatever. Sure. And it was just like, hey, here's I'm Masky the Mask, and now you can get NFTs from Mask Singer of all your favorite singers. And I was like, God. Or just take a screenshot. Yeah. It was. I mean, it made no <laughs> sense. Save yourself some money, people. Take a screenshot. <laughs> I just rolled my eyes. I was like, God, what are you doing, man? Um, I don't know. It's a uh, strange times we're living in. Strange times. Uh, so, oh, one thing I did forget to, to mention, of course, with all the Marvel games, that is pending Disney approval. Yeah, There's yeah, a whole yeah. other separate agreement that needs to be worked out now for those to change hands. So, um, important footnote to keep in mind. Uh, I have no idea if they would sign it over to Embracer Group. I don't know what would go into all of that. But those properties right now are pending whatever agreement that they have to enter into now with Disney, and, which makes sense. Yeah, and you know, that I know Disney gets a lot of flack for a lot of their practices, which we won't get into, but I can mm. at least say one thing I'll give them. They're very protective of their IP, maybe to a oh, fault, yeah. you know, but at least they care enough about the dollar <laughs> right? <laughs> to just not let it fall into anyone's hands. They're like, ah, right. we got to look you over first. Then uh-huh. we'll consider it. So, cool. Fair, I guess. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I, in my head, I'm like, would it be worse? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know? So, uh, but I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a new, new group. So I would imagine you would have to go through whatever, you know, crossing your T's and dotting your I's means in this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It just seems like Square Enix wanted out. Um, could you imagine though, if they got on Game Pass? Would be something. Like what they, if they worked some sort of deal where they were on that too. Mm -hmm. Because my God, that it would be. Anyway. Uh, but then there was also another rumor floating around that Sony was looking to grab up Square Enix Japan. So maybe they just won't even exist anymore. <laughs> Square Enix? I don't know. Uh, this is a rumor again. Throw the salt shaker at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but would it shock me? I mean, they have collaborated yeah. Sony and Square Enix on things in the past. Um, they do kind of make games that seems to fit with Sony. Um, and I don't really feel like the Xbox would lose anything. Because in, in all honesty, if you think about it, Final Fantasy has not been... Which is the rumor why they think they want to steal them up yeah. to try to make it Sony exclusive. Because Final Fantasy has never really been, not to say that there aren't Xbox Final Fantasy fans, but if you look at the branding, that's something that Xbox has always struggled with is connecting to an Eastern audience because a lot of their games are True. like Halo they and stuff like that. Here, yeah. Call of Duty, all that stuff is popular on Xbox because that's the... The audience, that's the target demographic, it seems like. And then you've got all these Western games or Eastern games that never, or hell, vice versa. You know, I don't see, not to say Call of Duty is not popular in Japan. I don't know, but it doesn't. No, that's fair, because I think, well, Sony has always done more globally. Yeah. And you're right. I feel like Xbox always did really good in NA. Yeah. Like the North American audience um, and maybe a little European, but definitely as soon as you start getting farther east, they don't pick up as much steam. Well, like Kingdom Hearts. Base kind of thing, I guess. But 
like Kingdom Hearts, oh, for yeah. example, that was one of those franchises that it. I think it finally did get to Xbox, but it took forever. Like even when Kingdom Hearts three was coming out, they weren't sure if it was going to Xbox because it was like, well, maybe I don't know. Monster Hunter, I know that's not yeah. them, but that's another example of an Eastern title that's very popular that didn't quite make it and translate proper to the Xbox oh, or it yeah. didn't find its audience there as so much as it did on yeah, other platforms. So again, Microsoft has always had this issue and I know that they've tried in the past to beef up their their connection, like to have more of those games, mm-hmm. trying to see if they could tap into that, but they've always struggled. So if Sony does snatch up Square. I mean, that would be a big win for them. And I, I feel like they could capitalize on that. Being that console where you can get all these fantasy games and, and these very sure. Japanese-rooted games. I mean, there's the audience yeah. is there. They just got to tap into it. And it could be a hard, sure. it could be a hard hit for, for Microsoft if they, they did go through with it. I think it could. And, well, I think Sony has to be careful right now, too, because I'm pretty sure they're under investigation for their last acquisition also. I don't know that anything would happen with it, but all over the exclusivity portion, it seemed like that now that we have a federal institution here, I don't know what it would look like over there looking into whatever that means. To have exclusivity on one over the other. Maybe just since all these acquisitions are starting to happen, now people are starting to look a little harder at it. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's a little sad to to think that probably (laughs) moving forward, we're only going to have gaming coming out of these three monoliths, you know, that are taking over everything. But... We tend to want too quick, and I don't know yeah. if smaller studios can keep up with that demand and everything now. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but uh, indie. <laughs> yeah. Maybe go indie, you know. Uh, let's see. Moving on, though. Uh, new Mafia game, supposedly, in the works uh, here. Okay. Uh, Hangar 13 Studios uh, is having a little bit of a reshuffle though as all of this is going on uh their head hayden blackman is leaving the studio after seven years um this is coming from 2k games um just to pursue passions and other endeavors according to the email coming out isn't that what everyone always leaves for um i loved this place everything was great uh i just want to pursue other things um but it comes on the heels of announcing the new mafia game which is reportedly in the works using unreal engine 5 I, I, I love that we're seeing all of these coming in with the new engines because they look so great. I can't wait to see what this next gen or this gen <laughs> is all going to look like. Um, and then Matthew Urban, who's the COO, also left. Mm-hmm. Why is everyone leaving in the middle of all this? Um, they already have a replacement for Black Window. Um, the Nick Baines, who's currently studio head at Hangar 13's UK Brighton office, just taken over there. Um, but see, New Mafia, super early, codenamed Nero at this time. I don't know why we need the code. Okay. But um, it's expected to be a prequel to the first Mafia game. And I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. I mean, 
Maybe because there's not enough story left in the tank. Or the third one just didn't do that well. And they don't want to, you know, because the third one's kind of removed from the original story. Yeah. It's its own thing. It's a different character. It's a different life. The um, OG people, if you will, make appearances or maybe as um, your buddy to help you on with another mission or whatever. So they're they're there, but they're not the story. Ah. Like they took it different. So I don't know if you could continue on with that one. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I just, I, I admittedly rolled my eyes when I saw that it was a prequel. Cause I'm like, oh my God, you know. But hey, uh, look, look how uh, well Red Dead Redemption did. Or part two. True. So, I mean, that was good. True. For a prequel. Okay. Fair point. Fair point. Even though we'll see. we call it part two and it's a prequel, you know, it makes all the <laughs> sense in the world. <laughs> nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. Hey, speaking of which, uh, this actually crossed my mind. I uh, just want to touch on it real quick since we're talking about the mafia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, did you hear about that show on Paramount Plus called The Offer? The Offer? Yeah. I did not. It is apparently about the making of The Godfather and all the um, oh. stuff that happened with the mafia because apparently they were somewhat involved in being like, hey, you can't say this, you can't do that, you understand? Capiche? Oh, are we giving away too many secrets? Are we? Who knows? Just saying. But it seemed like uh, it would be... Busted out our federal government's codes in a movie. You know? Like, oh, we've got a problem. It actually is zero, 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 zero. (laughs) I haven't watched it yet, but I I was reading reading about it, saw it, um, saw it on there, and when I found out what it was actually about, because... If you even look at the logo, it's like the Godfather font. So it's like, ah, oh, okay. And that's that's kind of what okay. drew my eyes. I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. And then I read into it. I think it would be. And the cast looked pretty solid from what I saw. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it. I haven't checked it out yet, but I intend to. And if I do and I like it, I so will Paramount recommend it here. Plus. Yes, Paramount Plus. All right. Well, there we go. Go check that out. So, yeah, if you're excited, New Mafia, supposedly in the works. People are getting <laughs> shoveled around. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just just give it time. 2K. Microsoft will come knocking or something. And you won't have to yeah, yeah. worry about any of that. And hey, look, look how that works. 2K fits right in with Microsoft. I mean, it's true, they make those same uh, kind of games. Who would they start suing over 2K and take 2? No, that, wait, that's take 2. Yeah, that's... Um, but I mean, they all like to sue over everything. So, uh, so... Chip shortages, dude, I thought we were looking up last couple of articles I saw was saying, hey, production is ramping up. We're starting to actually get materials again. Things are of this nature. Um, so I don't know if this is just Intel coming out to temper our expectations in case they're later. Um, but they're thinking maybe 2024 Ugh. now when we start to see a little bit more relief from this. I know that's exactly the face I made. Um, so the next or current gen consoles, whatever we're calling them now, um, it just seems like they dropped at a horrible time in our lives. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, there's nothing that can really be done at this point about the fact that, I mean, if they don't have the materials to make the consoles to send out into the world. Uh, but Intel CEO claims that the shortages, like I said, may last until 2024 instead of the end of 2223, like we were initially hoping for. Um they're likely to continue because key manufacturing tools still aren't as readily available as they had hoped. So there's just not enough chips being made to supply the demand. Um, 
So it's part of the reason we believe the overall semiconductor shortage will now drift into that 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know that they're, they're, they're now hitting the equipment and some of those factory ramps that are getting more challenged. Uh, I don't think people really were thinking about all of the different things that get stopped along the way. You don't have the humans that are allowed to go into the warehouses for, you know, everyone was distancing or doing this. Mm-hmm. You didn't, people were getting sick, so you didn't have the humans to make them. And then you didn't have the people to send them over to where it needed to go, you know? Uh, so it's every little thing along the way to getting it to the, the console was just getting clogged up. Mm-hmm. It's just getting clogged up. And the demand stayed the same, you know? Uh, so as game companies were wanting to start focusing on this generation, leaving the last behind, um, which would normally work out this far out from a release of a console. I mean, some people can either get one, can't afford one because life right now or just whatever reasons. So this is why I believe we're still seeing last generation games getting made this far out. Yeah. I, it's just you've got this huge player base that hasn't been able to get their hands on the next generation for whatever reason. Um, so I, Nintendo also it. expects to only sell about 20 million Switch consoles in their current fiscal year, which was a 10% decrease from the last. Um, so you need parts to make the consoles, man. And if there there's a shortage mm. of that along the way, it's just making everything a little bit harder. So, you know, the person delivering it to the person making it, the person sending it to here to the, you know, it's just <sighs> my job deals with this too, where I work it every day. Cause like we deal with like sending tech and all this kind of stuff out. So I can remember like, we'll just sit here. You have a PC to order that we need to send out. I, I don't, it's been sitting on a boat somewhere for about a month. We're trying to figure out how to get it. You know, like, it's just things like that. So remember, people, yeah. <laughs> this is this is all going into it. Um, but anyway, uh, NVIDIA found themselves in a lawsuit. What? Interesting. Uh, they had a good profit once their newer graphic cards came to market. So even if no gamer could get their hands on one due to scalpers and miners, uh, the U.S. Securities Exchange Commission announced the charges and a settlement with the company on May 6th, um, accusing them of obscuring how many of its cards were sold to crypto miners and hid this from investors because they wanted you to think, uh, look how well gaming is doing right now. uh... Or misled them, rather. Uh, NVIDIA does not admit to wrongdoing, of course, although they are agreeing to pay $5.5 million to settle the charges brought from the shareholders. Uh, The charges stem from uh, NVIDIA's fiscal year 2018 financial reports. I guess however they stack them up to go, look how well we're doing. Hmm. Look how look how it's going this direction. Uh, So the SEC notes NVIDIA saw an explosion in crypto mining-related sales. Um, So when the rewards of mining grew dramatically, crypto mining was widely reported as a cause of GPU scarcity, which we've talked about here before. And just scalpers. Yeah, yeah. You know? So NVIDIA launched a separate CMP line specifically for mining, attempting to prevent shortages from gamers, which I do remember that. Mm -hmm. Doesn't seem like it went well. um, Because all the miners kept wanting to complain or... Uh, sending out tips on how to take off whatever it was that would be blocking that part of it. But you don't need it. I don't know. I don't understand. But (laughs) employees apparently did acknowledge that many gaming GPUs were still going to miners. Uh, 
the company's sales personnel, in particular China, uh, reported what they believe to be significant increases in demand for gaming GPUs as a result of the crypto mining. But because of this, the card sales didn't necessarily indicate future growth, making it a riskier investment. Uh, so NVIDIA's analysts, analysts and investors were interested in understanding the extent to which the company's gaming revenue was impacted by crypto mining uh, during this time frame. And uh, the SEC alleges that they were just kind of not necessarily admitting who was all buying the cards to make it look sure. like the future in gaming is bright. Look mm. at this, even though most people aren't gaming with them. Um, they did supposedly mention crypto was an important factor in other markets, which led them to believe they were being intentionally deceptive. Mm. I, of course they were. I Come guess on. I, yeah, I'm like, I feel like I could agree with that <laughs> if you were just leaving that out. Uh, so in the end, it seemed the investors were correct. So in the uh, 2018 crypto crash led to a huge cut to its quarterly earnings projected by 500 million. And hence now we have a lawsuit. Uh, so heads up, disclose properly and honestly, and maybe actually figure out the problem instead of having to lie. Yeah. <laughs> the sh <laughs> Just. I mean, how are you going to hide that? Based on I, everything I mean, you said, it was just like blatantly obvious. The blow up, I guess, of, oh my God, look at all the cards that were sold. That mm -hmm. is crazy. What? That's amazing. And I mean, if you're, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how much shareholders really know about the inner workings of how these businesses are. If they're, so they're just throwing their money somewhere to make more money, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I kind of envision, you know, them all sitting around this big table, you know, twisting their mustaches over <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all of their stuff, you know. Uh, so <clears throat> let's put it this way. Invidious is not admitting to wrongdoing, but they are paying up. So take. Believe what you will then in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> They're willing to pay five and a half million to make the problem go away, which is weird, which is weird because of so much money. Anyway, anyway, I have a few quickets. Okay, what you got? That was that was about it for the news. Did I miss something? I feel like I, no, I didn't. No, we yeah. talked about that already. Okay, cool. Anyway, uh, Evil Dead Games already teasing Army of Darkness DLC, and I'm Sweet. here for it. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the cameo, his cameo. It was uh -huh. not a it was not a big uh, big big deal, like you know um, what I kind of discussed prior, thinking that Why wouldn't not? that be cool? It would, yeah. But it was, but it was. Well, that was kind of spoiled for me. I, I I heard it that it was there. But I mean, do you know what it is? No, I, I didn't okay. look into that. Well, no, I just no, no. Saw, no. Good, good, I good. just saw Bruce like retweeting, and I went, no, not yet. Well, I mean, again, it was, it was. Right for his character, or for, okay. it was right for him. You know, he didn't need to I be. I totally hope it was in front of a movie theater denying Benedict Cumberbatch entrance. Was not that. Uh, Damn. But how it all <laughs> plays out, stay to the end. Uh huh. Oh man, is it after the credits? No, 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 so no, 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 no. There's he's out. he's in the movie. He's in the movie. Okay. There's a moment where some stuff happens that I won't get into because I want you mm -hmm. to... I Because I didn't even yeah. recognize him at first. Like, it was one of those, like, double takes. Like, oh, oh there he is. You know, they, because they don't just, like, zoom into his face be like, da-da. It's more like it's a passing thing. He starts talking, and then you're just like, who's he talking to? What's going on? And then you realize it's Bruce Campbell, and you're like, ah! You yeah. know. But again, stay to the... Ah! 
<laughs> Stay to the end for payoff. Let's just okay. say that. Okay. I will. I, I've, I've not left a movie before it was done, but I have left before the end of the end credit scene. Because screw you. I already paid to watch and put it in your movie. Well, if you want more Bruce Campbell, you have to stay to the very, very, very end. Oh, well, all right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, for the Army of Darkness DLC right now, it's just concept art, but come on. You know they, they're going to put it in there, and it should be sure. great. I just hope I find friends. Yeah. We're coming up May 13th, uh, uh, this Friday. It is. Fr- oh, man. Wow. That did sneak up us on it quick, did it? Yeah, it did. I know. They delete it, and then now here we are. But anyway, so May 13th. Friday the 13th. I think we kind of already mentioned this little quick and a little bit earlier uh, about the FTCs looking into a deal with Sony acquiring Bungie, though. Mm -hmm. So I think think they're trying to do too many little ones at one time. So they're like, what are you doing? Um, It doesn't seem like they'll really step in, but uh, the FTC has launched an in-depth investigation of the deal, um, questioning whether Sony will maintain that Bungie will not be exclusive to PlayStation. Uh, They want to determine whether there's an incentive for them to do so. Really? Yeah, no. (laughs) Really? Uh, (laughs) Come on. uh, Yeah, right. Like, you think there might be? Um, So, reportedly, though, with this investigation, it could delay the deal close to six months or so out from whatever they wanted to. So... I don't know. Reading through it, it didn't seem like they would stop it or really could do anything about it. Mm -hmm. They just wanted to investigate into it, which I I feel like we could do other things with our time then. If you're telling me there's nothing that's going to happen in the end, Um, whatever, humans. Um, (laughs) And last little quick, I had Xbox Live had a pretty severe outage that I think is taken care of at the time of this recording. Uh, well, because I was looking this morning and there was another tweet about six hours prior to whenever I looked from Bethesda side saying that services had been restored. Um, so I guess the whole infrastructure just kind of went down. Um, by the time I had seen it, it had already been down for about 12 hours. They were unable to make purchases, uh, cloud gaming, launch your digital games. Ooh. People could still play physical games, but you got to know, I'm sure we're all aware, not all consoles do that now. Some people opt for a digital-only console. Um, I what would the piss F, me off. You know? I was trying to look to see what happened. Like, was it a hack? Did something go down? I'm not seeing anything definitively at leading to what. Um, but then I'm listening to players, and I guess this just happens twice a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, just infrastructure goes down. I don't know. But... Here, I'll say it again. Stop with your DRM. Yeah. Why am I reading about people with single-player digital games not able to get to their game because they're not online? Yeah. My single-player digital game. I try to understand that companies are trying to protect their property from getting stolen and all that, and I can respect that. But we can't come up with the, especially on a console, I feel like it would be easier that I have paid for this. I can play it offline if I want. Yes. Yes. I also hear the other arguments. Go outside and touch grass. It's fine. 12 hours without your console. You can, (laughs) maybe it's a good time to go outside. But regardless, 
Um, this has been my argument since we've really gone into the digital age. Um, PC gamers, we've dealt with it for a super long time because mm-hmm. um, consoles weren't necessarily always digital and everything. But DRM has been one of those things that I've just fought for the longest time. And I'll just throw it out there again. Maybe now's the time to look into getting rid of that sort of thing. I'm just so sick of hearing that your system can go down and my single player experience that shouldn't have to be online is now unplayable because you decided I needed to be able to connect online to make sure I was the one who purchased the game to play it. Right. F off. Yeah. Just F off with that shit right now. Um, Now, PC, I understand, is a lot harder. Like... Those people are super smart with how they steal shit, upload it, put it on wherever. I don't know how they do it, but they do. Even with your DRM, mind you. I have seen it happen. So quit punishing those who are actually legitimately paying for these experiences and then getting locked out of it. As soon as I was reading through it, I was like, we didn't have DRM. Mm -hmm. At least your single player games would have been able to be played. Anything on the cloud I get, you know. Game Pass, all that stuff, you, you know, you're not downloading or saving. <sighs> so we'll see. So I feel very bad for all of you that are in that ecosystem and locked into that ecosystem and were unsuccessful, you know, wasting your weekend in front of the, the console like I'm sure you wanted to do. Um, I don't know. It'll just be my argument again to stop it with your freaking DRM. Mm-hmm. Stop it with your freaking DRM. Online games, fine. Fine. Multiplayer, sure. Whatever. I need to go online, you know? <laughs> But my Horizon Zero Dawn or something like that. I know that's PlayStation, but still, like, still, my my single player game. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can remember when that started too with disc games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it drove me nuts because I at first I couldn't figure out what it was because it was kind of a new thing at the time, and EA, of course, really went hard on it, and they've never perfected any of this stuff since. It's been twenty years. Sure. Um, like even their DRM now locks you out of your stuff because you were forced to use their browser. But the sheer quantity of garbage that got put onto my computer via the disks for this DRM actually trashed it. Wow. I can remember how slow everything on my PC was going and at the time could not figure out what it was. And then finally, a, like a year or so had passed when there was finally some articles starting to come out about what it was. Now, granted, this was still during a time where the internet wasn't this fancy. You know, we're talking 2000. Yeah. You know, 99. Um, yeah. And sure enough, they had to admit that the stuff that they had put been putting on there was actually infecting other parts of the PC because it wanted to keep blocking stuff, thinking it was going to steal it. So we've gotten a little better, I guess. Hmm. Like it's not trashing my PC, but I'm still going to be mad at you for doing that. Anyway, off my soapbox. It was supposed to be a quick it, and then I just got super mad over DRM. It's okay. Um, but that's all I have this week. Mostly it was just super big news that I felt I wanted to have a longer discussion with you about, and there wasn't like a lot of small stuff yeah. that caught my eye, unless you saw something, of course, that I didn't before the headliner. No, not really. I just kind of thumbed through some stuff, and uh, I didn't see anything of note. I think there was yeah, a... Yeah, it seemed like bigger stuff. Like, the only thing I think that I saw that I thought you would probably catch is something about a New York suing Activision. 
for some reason you know i might have finally tuned out about and you know yeah that's like always got something going on because i do I, I i feel like i did see something else about them this week too but um, i thought it was kind of it might have been a story that was just no more than a headline and it's probably why you didn't bring it up and i was like eh. most of the time if i like click on one and i read the headline and then the first five paragraphs is reiterating the entire story that i already knew and then the very last sentence has the new information i usually check out on paragraph two hmm. yeah that's fair i'm like oh there's no new information cool clickbait well i mean thanks hey how about this uh <laughs> since i was thumbing through just to see here's here's a little quick for you to top on to the evil dead news you had Method Man's yeah. writing a song for the game. Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I can't wait. I would. You know what? Yes. Yeah. Why I'm not? I'm here for it. He's writing a song for the game. That's yeah. got to be amazing. <laughs> I don't even know where that would even go because we're talking about Wu Tang. You know. Yes. So. I'm here for it. Yeah, sure. Original song for Wu Tang's Method Man. Oh my God! I can't wait. <laughs> Why not? You know. Why not? Oh wait, it says releases. So oh. is it already out? How did I meet Method Man releases new song? Come get some. Come get Evil some. Dead, the game. Come get some. Ooh, ooh! Now I'm more excited. I want to hear it. Yeah, we're gonna have the to listen to it. Song is a homage to the movie and comes alongside the Wu Tang members' long history of featuring Sam Raimi horror references throughout his music. I guess ooh. I never realized that. I never yeah. like was a hardcore fan where I know all of the music. Um. Uh, okay, I know what I'm gonna have to search for once we're done here. Yeah, 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 for sure. Out. It's Hopefully, it's catchy. Evil Dead Banger. It says. Evil Dead Banger. Banger. I would try to sing a chord of what I think the song is, but I don't want to offend anyone. So. Because so. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It could be uh, yeah. a bitching song. It could be kind of like. Eh. Oh, I might hate it. I don't know, yeah. but I might love it for just the this for what it is. Well, it's like the song called Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. That's not a good song, <laughs> but it's just fun because of what it's about. It's not a good song. Though. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, the way I look at it is like this. <laughs> but the subject matter. Yeah. The, I mean, the song's got to be catchy no matter what it is. Like there's a song. Let me let me give you an example of a song that I want to like, but I don't. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. It's hard to like it, you know, and okay. things like that. Like you said, the subject matter could be what you want to hear, but then mm-hmm. somehow it just doesn't all mesh because you've ruined it for me. Yeah. There's a song, which I cannot remember the name of it. I think it's like your head split. So it sounds like a, you know, like a beat down song or whatever. And mm-hmm. the very first time I heard it, I think it was in a movie, which I cannot remember the name of that either or which one movie it was. Anyway, the the... The beat was this, I knew the beat because mm-hmm. I knew the show. And hardly anyone knows this show, but the 1970s live action Spider-Man TV show. They had this very <laughs> yeah. funky groove, you know, for the yeah. times, you know, it had this kind of theme to it, you know. That's what all crime drama, though, you had to have that. Yeah. So in the in the show anytime he was like doing some investigating or do some wall crawling there would be this this beat is like so they took that and then they put a beat behind it you know so that's that's what the th- the this song is you know and you're like yeah 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 and you're just getting into it cuz you just love that beat and then they start singing and then that's where they lose me. 
because it's just like I don't like the lyrics. I don't like what you're saying, and I just don't care for it. So it's like yeah. this hard. If I could just get this part of it and then leave you out yeah. of it, I'm here. But I don't like your singing. I don't like what you're singing about, and I could give a shit. So I'm torn. You know? Yeah. I like the That's beat. That's how I felt just... about a lot of Rage Against the Machine songs. Yeah. I love the instrumental. Bam, bam, not bam, so much bam, his voice. Yeah. So Come on, win it now. Start singing or shouting or whatever you want to call it. I'm like, man, but I really love the instrumental. Like, I'm getting into it. Mm-hmm. And not that not all songs, but for the most part, I could do without his voice. And I'm sorry if that offends anyone, but the instrumental rocks. I think it goes so hard. Renegade of Funk would probably be the only song of theirs that I really, truly just, like, I'm in, you know, because it's like, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of yeah. get hyped up with it. But, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's like, come with yeah. it now, Bubble. I'm yelling at the time, man. And here's what you're going to do. Yeah, this is Rage Against a Machine. Or however it goes. And then some amazing instrumental. Yeah. Yep, that's pretty much exactly it. I mean, they they have great lyrics. They have good messages. Like, I understand it. It's just something about his voice and some songs. We're like, man, you just ruined it. It was sounded so cool <laughs> until you started singing. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, we, we didn't come here to tear down Rage Against the Machine. No, no. <laughs> and I realized, I'm like, that's not what I, was on my bingo today. No. Screw Rage Against the Machine. Hell. They're good. They're fine. <laughs> Probably to a point. Didn't they do? No, someone did a remix of their uh, Matrix song or whatever in the oh, the really? newest. Yeah, whatever the song that played at the end of the movie, the very first Matrix. They someone did a remix oh. for. Oh yeah, they're still touring. Okay. I can't remember the name of the song. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Anyway, hey, you want to talk about Lego Star Wars, or do you want to hear me talk that. about it? <laughs> yeah, let's listen to you talk about it. <laughs> yeah, let me talk about it now. Uh, I will kind of go ahead and say that I I have not put in like hours upon hours. It's not like I've been playing this obsessively to have this super detailed review, but I played enough of it that I felt confident that I could speak to mm-hmm. the game because there are some differences uh to other games which are welcome and some that are maybe not so much and it's for trying at least yeah and it's a lego game so you kind of know what you're getting so i don't feel like i need to go into this great detail like this is some new thing we all know what a lego game is Mm -hmm. now they are 90 percent based off a franchise that's been lego-fied and then they do something with the stories and the movies and whatever it may be. So here in Lego Star Wars, the com- the Skywalker saga, sorry, there's a complete saga. And then there's the Skywalker saga. This sure. okay. complete, I think, is just like a small reference of the games. I think the first three movies or something like that. Maybe there's the other three. I don't know. But this is everything. So this is supposed to be running you through episode one to episode nine. You get all the Star Wars. All the Star Wars movies oh, wow. crammed into Lego form. And they break everything up into movies. So you start and they allow you, and I, I did appreciate this, they allow you the opportunity to start with which trilogy you want. So if you wanted to play the prequel trilogy, you have to play Phantom Menace first. To unlock two and three. But if you wanted to go to episode four, you could start there and go five and six. Or you could start over to seven and go eight and nine. So 
there are things locked, but at least they keep the first movie in each trilogy open, so you can start wherever you want. So oh, that's okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that that gives you a, a bit of um, freedom of choice from the start to say which movies do I really want to play through? Which where, where would I like to begin? Now, mm-hmm. I would like to know if there is a possibility if starting at each corner can vary how you play going forward because like in every Star Wars or well I say Star Wars Lego game characters have different abilities which then you unlock over time like you unlock this character and then they can do stuff you can unlock that character and they can do stuff and usually the way it plays out is each character that you unlock who has an ability they come over time so you're not just able to unlock everything from the start. Now, mm-hmm. for someone like me, I would love that. So I can just run around and do whatever I wanted, you know, play at my own pace, but I also get it. It, it forces you to kind of go play the story a little bit. Like you get so far and be like, I, well, you know, I can't get this, I can't get that. So I guess I'll progress the story sure. and then I can come back to this later. So... I get the purpose of that. We, we see it all the time in most open world games where they, they lock an ability behind something you got to wait and come sure. back. Fair enough. Yeah. So I get that. Um, with this, like I said, I'm curious if I started at episode 7, would I unlock something new playing through episode 7 first versus maybe starting at episode 1? Would I unlock a different ability or a different character with a certain ability set there that I wouldn't necessarily unlock at episode one, therefore changing what I could or could not collect or find or figure out? Mm -hmm. Because the one thing I have noticed is I feel like I've got certain characters. Obviously, I did the DLC. I will say that open, you know, I I got the the character, extra character packs, which they actually released. Um some DLC characters back on May the 4th for the May the 4th be with you celebration. Yes. <laughs> sound like someone with a lift. Anyway, I'm not making fun. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So, uh, curious how that would actually play out would be kind of neat because I did, there are certain things that I've come across where I've seen, uh, you see aliens who speak a different language, which I felt like this is kind of a neat new addition is you can okay. encounter different people in these towns and some are alien languages. You can't understand them. So certain characters have to then translate what they're saying. So if you have a protocol droid like a C-3PO, you use him and then they communicate. They can understand the language. So you need a protocol droid to do that. And I kept coming into contact with certain characters plus I had I had thought I had unlocked C3PO because I had played through episode 1 and he became an unlockable character now when I went to use him apparently there were some caveats which I didn't know and I, I didn't quite read through them all which I should have I just was like oh okay well I guess I'll come back which I feel like I got caught into a glitch as well because something kind of aggravated me a little bit. I felt like I bought a character three or four times and it wasn't unlocking. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And my studs kept being used but yet the character was not being unlocked. I'm like, what the what is going on here? So I feel like I got swindled. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried unlocking 3PO from episode one. They told me when I did it that you had to play through a certain part of episode two or three 
then he would become unlockable. And I was like, ah, all right. But then why would they let you spend the whatever it is you need? I don't know. I don't know. That That's what kind of bugged me, too. I think that that's a glitch. Yeah, I feel like you should have gotten a pop-up that was like, hey, yo, you can't yet, actually, because you haven't unlocked it. Right. Yeah. So I tried unlocking him. It didn't work. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just I'll wait. And then eventually yeah. I ran into a side mission with a protocol droid. So I got one. So it's not like it was dependent on me getting through so a certain portion of So you would have gotten it for free? Well, no, I still had to buy that one. It's like you oh, okay. unlock the tokens, but you still have to purchase the characters. Kind of a weird okay. dichotomy they have in these Lego games. I don't... I get it. So at least you're using your studs for something because over time, you're going to collect a lot that you're never going to use. Sure. And they have definitely found ways, creative ways, to add uses for your studs. So in this game, I appreciate this a little bit more. Like, it cuts down on the collecting, which I'm going to get into that, too. So, in a lot of the other LEGO Star Wars games, or just LEGO games in general, you have red bricks. Red bricks are these collectibles. There's usually, like, one in every level. And the red bricks then, in turn, unlock a, a bonus ability or special ability or something like that. Typically, what they're best known for is stud multipliers. So the very first one you find is two times stud multiplier. So every stud you collect then turns into double what you were collecting. And then they're stackable from that point. So you get a four. Now two becomes eight. You get eight and then eight becomes um, 64 and so on and so on and so on. So okay. it's a great way to collect studs very fast once you start stacking the red bricks. Here they have these... Um, cannot remember what they're called they're like passes i guess it'd be kind of in the same vein as a red brick except they're still rare but there's maybe like one in every hub area that you can collect okay so they are there as kind of that like a red brick replacement which when you get one you still have you have that to unlock one of these special abilities, but you also have to pay studs on top of that, which I still feel like you still had to do with the red bricks. Like you collect it, you've got it, but you still have to pay out like the the million studs they want you to collect, which is a fair thing if you think about it, because if you're paying one million for a two times multiplier, you're gonna get those million back uh, twice as fast, and so on and so forth. So. It's, it's a worthy investment. Yeah, 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 yeah. So definitely invest in those early on if you have it. Mm-hmm. Just in, in every Lego game. That's, that's always my go-to. Go for the, the multipliers, then you can worry about all the other stuff later. But uh, another thing that they've added here is you have tiers of characters. Like in most other games, you kind of have... In most of the other uh, Lego games, they would have like this giant roster of characters we've seen, like in all the, the Marvel games and the DC games. You'll have like hundreds of characters, and they're not really separated in a group. You just kind of go alphabetically, and it's like, do I want to play Superman? Do I want to play Batman? Wonder Woman, Green Lantern? Who do I want to be? And you just whatever the the opportunity or the situation calls for, that's who you choose. Here, obviously, we have so many. We have they say upwards to 300 characters plus. Oh, my God. That's what they say. Uh, I'm going to take them at their word. I'm sure a lot of them are such throwaway characters that you're just like, am I really going to play as Dexter Jetster? Hell they no. They want you to watch that be part of the plot. 
you gotta beat the game with every character yeah. there is. And they make you play One as Jar Jar. Yeah, they make you play as Jar Jar, you know? <laughs> and that's everybody's favorite character. Anyway, uh, so what they do is they break everything down. You have, like, your Jedis, your heroes, your villains. Uh, I, I feel like villains, there's not, like, Sith like there is Jedi. I feel like they fall in the, the villain category. Uh, okay. Droids, protocol droids, uh, sc- uh, scoundrels. I feel like there's another one I'm missing here. And then other, for anybody who couldn't quite right. classify anywhere else. So there's yeah. multiple tiers of characters which you can search through in those groups. So it's not just like one big map of characters. It's just like, if you're looking for a Jedi, you're going to find them here. If you're looking for a bad guy, you're looking for them here. And so on and so on and so on and so on. So mm-hmm. these now become the... Uh, the category for the character and the abilities that they have. So that helps you understand because they'll give you little icons. Like if you come across a computer terminal and it's like, well, I don't know what to do. That's what Obi-Wan would say. Oh, I'm useless here. And then you have to bring in a droid and the droid comes in and you can do that if you have the appropriate character for that situation. Now, yeah. This is where I got a little, like, this is where I got a little confused and kerfuffled about some of the changes. I appreciate what they're trying to do, and I really do like where they're categorizing. That definitely helps. But switching characters felt a little tedious this time, because you have, in in previous games, I think if you held the triangle button on the PlayStation controller, it would open up. Like, if you're in free play, mind you. That's the other thing you have to be in is free play. But in free play... So not in the story. Right. So if you're wanting to swap characters on the fly, free play, you have to be in free play. So if you were in free play, like out in the open cities or whatever, you'd hit hold the button, it would open up your big map of characters, and then you can just select. Or even see which ones you still had to buy. Here, where you have to get to that menu, it's there's not really a quick access point for the menu... So you have to hold, or you have to press your uh, touchpad. That will then open up your menu. Then you shift over to that character that you want, and then you can swap out. Now, it feels tedious there, but there is a shortcut that kind of alleviates that a little bit, which I also do appreciate. So say if you had your main characters you needed, or maybe you had a select set of characters that you knew you were going to need, they now have a shortcut on your left and right uh, d-pad where you can have like a select few characters set aside so you'll have your main two but say you had two extras off to the side so if you wanted to use them you could just select over click it and boom there they are and then you can in turn trade them out like if they're the characters you don't need trade them out for someone else that you know you're going to need and then you'll have them set aside and i feel like you can even add to that list at times because I noticed sometimes it would stretch out but I don't know how many I, like I didn't go into detail of trying to figure out how many I could have on reserve right. so again getting to the characters feels a little bit more tedious if you're trying to switch but I also see the shortcut that they've designed which does mm-hmm. kind of make it speed up a little bit especially if you don't want to have to continue to swap back to like if I swapped from Superman to Batman but then I knew I needed a Green Lantern. I'm going to have to swap one of them out. But if I've already got them on a reserve, I could just click over, boom, 
hit the button, and oh, then okay. there he is. So, so you kind of cue him up. Right. So yeah. there, there's an extra step for that, which feels a little tedious, but the shortcut itself is very handy as long as you have it set up for your liking. So if you know you're going to need a Jedi, a droid, a scoundrel, and maybe a, a bounty hunter, uh-huh. cue them up. And then there you go. You've got your team, and you swap them out as you need them. And okay. it, once you figure that out, it's actually pretty handy. And I was like, all right, I appreciate that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another thing. What was it that I was going to... Oh, the, um, the one thing that feels a lot more tedious, since we're talking about tedium, tedium <laughs> words, the open-worldness of it all. Now, like I said, I haven't played through the entire game. I have heard that once you have beaten all the games, there will be like a free-play open-world mode where you can just bounce from one to another to another to another. Oh, that could be fine. And that's and that's great because I mm-hmm. feel like I needed that at some point. Here now, as you play through each episode, if you're a collector like me, like I like to do this stuff as I go. I'll play some of the story, I'll stop, I'll look around, see if I can collect anything. Then if I get stuck, then I'm just like, all right, well, I'll go back and get back with the story, and that's that. The way the hubs work, where they bounce you from open area to open area, is in between story missions. So in episode one, you'll start with, um, I think it's, where did you start in there? Oh, yeah, it's the, the undersea... Uh, operation or were you trying to escape from not escape but you're traveling from the Gungan city to trying to get to the queen's castle or whatever and they're going underwater you remember that scene in episode one and there's like ah big goober fish should I so they do that scene and then you transition then after you finish that level now you're in kind of an open world hub of the queen city Theed and here you can run around, you can look around, and all the, the extra collectibles are there for you to look at. You probably won't be able to get anything, but, you know, look around if you can. You've got extra characters. I think you can swap out here. Sometimes they, they lock it depending on the situation you're in between scenes. So, again, I get it. It might still be considered a story thread that they don't want you to go down just yet. But you still have a little free reign to explore. Now, if you're actually in a free-reigned area, you can bounce from different games. So, when I was in Episode 2 and I was in the city of Coruscant, I could, in fact, go back to Naboo and explore all those cities again. But, if I am outside of the game, outside of the story, say I came back and maybe I wanted to go to Episode 1 and try to collect all the stuff I missed in the very first mission. Maybe I missed a brick or maybe I didn't get all my studs. So I wanted to go back there. It doesn't give you an option to go back into the world. Only the story level. You see what I'm saying? And and even if you finish the story level, like regardless of whether you're on free play or in story mode, It'll just take you back out to the main menu. It doesn't allow you to go back through the story. And that, to me, felt like... That seems odd. Yeah. Like, I felt like there should have been a hub option to just bounce into. Like, if I wanted to go to this world, 
at any point in time. Why do I have to wait until I've beaten the entire game to then yeah. free play the galaxy to what to the stuff that I've opened up? Because again, when I was playing free play just before, like in between story missions, I could go between the areas in which I'd gone. But if I move out of that and I'm not playing the story, then I, I can't do that. So I felt like there was a missing option there to allow a little bit of freedom to bounce from planet to planet should I so choose in between missions on my time versus having to go through, well, I've got, I guess i got to go finish the story or I've got to go do this or i got to go do that and then I can go do this. It felt like there's a missing step, you know what I mean? Like I needed yeah. that, just give me the option to warp if I can. I get Again, if I'm in the story, I get it. I'm locked out. But if I'm in free roam, allow me to do that. Yeah, especially since you've already done it or if or if i'm coming into a, a returning back to a game why can't you just give me that option from the start somewhere if, uh -huh. if i don't want to do the story mission if i want to explore allow me to explore mm -hmm. on my time so i again I, maybe the the free roam thing is supposed to be a, a, a prize for you beating the game and they think well see now you can go back and collect all the stuff yeah. it's like yeah but i'm a collector in the moment. Like, when I beat yeah, the game... Yeah, I was going to say, maybe they think people... Well, replay value probably, too. It's probably artificially ah, making it feel a little longer. Yeah. So if they don't allow you to do it all, then it gives you the reason to have to go back after you finish And you know story. what? That is definitely something... That, that's the other point I want to make, as um, how expansive it is. Mm -hmm. So, the last LEGO game that I remember playing, I think it was DC... Uh, super villains I think it was and they had pretty much a, an entire giant hub that they created kind of like the biggest open world for a Lego that I'd seen everything's connected there's no transition points in between you know like you don't walk through a door and then have to load up Metropolis and then you have to load up Smallville I can fly straight up and fly straight across every city every little hub that they created in this game if that's what I wanted to do so it felt like a yeah. giant open world. Yeah. And I appreciated the hell out of that because that was a lot of fun. Here, obviously, they've got them broken up into sections via the planet in which they are a part of. Which, again, I understand you can't make just one giant hub world for each of these planets. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate them trying to find a way to make it work. But they're so expansive sometimes it feels like there's a lot and you can yeah. get a little disoriented trying to figure out okay what do I need to go what do I need to do collectible bricks in the other games they're like these kind of the equivalent of golden bricks but they call them kyber bricks here okay I feel like in those games there was maybe like 10 per level and then maybe a few collectibles here and there so you have maybe a couple of hundred I'm guessing that you collect throughout the game Okay. from what I remember because I feel like the number was it was up there but not insane right doable along the way <laughs> here it seems insane because my collect I have collected well over a hundred kyber bricks already and uh, there are a thousand Oh, Ab above a thousand now there are ways to collect multiple at a time so that like I've, I've found these uh, asteroids out in space like 
before you land, you uh-huh. can, there's a, there's a Kyber brick asteroid. You go shoot it, and you get about five from that. Okay, cool. You've, you've made that easier. Plus, the Kyber bricks are part of your currency, which you use to upgrade your character. See, I got well off track. I forgot all about that. Upgrading your characters. You had <laughs> classes. That's one of the things you spend your studs on, your Kyber bricks on, is upgrading your stats. So you can upgrade your uh, your yeah, movement yeah. speed, your uh, damage potential. Now, is that per character or across all? There is one across all lane that they have so that that affects like if um, you have damage done how much health you have uh, how fast you can build like speed building and stuff like that those are across the board but then each class has its own tier that you can upgrade so it could be like with jedi maybe you have a higher range for your force abilities or how far you can throw your lightsaber how much damage you can do so on and so forth so yes each tier has an upgradable ability, at least four of them that I remember. And then each, okay. like I said, they, there's a, a collective hole in which you have to purchase. Each of these purchases can range, I think they start off at about five Kyber bricks plus whatever studs you have. Mm-hmm. Then for each, uh, you know, uh, elevated tier from that point on, it goes up like five. So one is five Kybers, then it's 10, then it's 15. So you'll go through them pretty quick. Yeah. So maybe it needs to be a thousand. It just seems like a lot. Like if you needed to have a thousand Kyber bricks in here just to make this work, uh-huh. you know, it just it seems like a lot. But collecting them, they're everywhere. You know, you can see once you upgrade, that's another upgradable uh, ability you have is having them detected on your screen. So you'll see like uh-huh. this little, you know, glowing dot, and you'll be like, oh, okay, let me go see what that is. Sometimes you can get it. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's a puzzle. So you got to figure that out, and that's. What I've been doing a lot of is just kind of running around, checking everything out, and sometimes it's... the lay of the land. Yeah. yeah. And then I keep coming across these one characters, which I don't... This is this is another thing I haven't quite figured out. Maybe this is one of those unlockable things that they're mm-hmm. trying to temper you down just a little bit. I have a character, I think is this, they're in the classification of scoundrel. And I guess they have uh, s- specific tools that they can use. And I see these... these uh, elements where you can get a, a brick and it's saying hey you need a scoundrel for this I'm like alright well I do have one but whatever tools he needs he does not have I do not know why he doesn't have them I have the character I just don't have the tools in which to do his thing and I have noticed like I was watching a video trying to find a way to a brick and I watched this character whip out this tool same character that I had and I was like huh okay well I'll figure it out. Maybe they'll unlock mm-hmm. it at some point. They just want to build me up to it. Fair enough. I get it. But, yeah. It, it's, um... A thousand seems Definitely like a lot. a lot. There is a yeah, lot to it. A lot. Uh, another thing they've kind of mentioned, uh, and I know this was kind of a big deal when they were talking about it, promoting it, is that the combat system had been adjusted or tweaked. Yeah. Good. It doesn't feel different because I feel like I'm just you know smashing and shooting and smashing and shooting and so it doesn't feel like there might be some elements to it that feel like it's kind of adding to it. Did they play with the haptics at all? I mean I didn't notice I mean nothing stood out to me that was just like oh my god do you feel that? I mean it's probably there but it's so subtle that I'm just like I I, I don't know. I didn't look was it made for both gens? Yes yeah 
okay. So, it's uh, a way to put it. The like I said, the combat. I don't want to knock it for some of the stuff that they did add because, like they they've given you some blocking abilities. They did give you like mm. cover fire where you can run up to a wall and bang bang. Mm. But I never felt the need. Every fight that I've been in, I'm just like jump, 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 swinging my lightsaber and shooting guns and blah, blah, blah. I don't feel the need to do any of that. Maybe in a uh, like a duel with Darth Maul, they would tell you to block and stuff like that, and you can do all that and make you feel kind of cool if you block and counter and all that stuff. It is neat, but it still plays like a Lego game, so I don't right? feel the need to do it. You know, am yeah. I going to worry about game over? No, it's a Lego game. Yeah. You know, you don't do game mm-hmm. overs in a Lego game. So, I, I can't knock it. for. I mean, it's not bad. It's just, right. don't tell me it's like, oh, a brand new combat that you've never seen before. They may not have said that, but, you know. <laughs> I did notice there was a push. alluding to the fact I'm going to be mind blown here. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe how I'm swinging this lightsaber like a Lego kid. <laughs> I've never done this before. Right. Uh, music... It's Star Wars music. What do you expect? You get the Johnny Williams score. That's that's what we all expect at this point. If we didn't get that, that's fine. Voice acting. They seem to tap into the voice cast from the Clone Wars TV show. So you have all the actors reprising their respective roles in that. So they sound familiar if you've watched the Clone Wars. Where you're like, oh yeah, that's that's the guy that did Yoda on that show. No, that's the guy that did Obi-Wan. Hello there. Mm -hmm. So you get all those nice little... You know, yeah, yeah, so it's like, uh, and they've added in their own comedy, like they did uh, a bit. There was a there was a good joke the other day that I saw that I'm trying to remember. And, oh, I know what it is. So Qui Gon was played by Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. obviously in the original or in the Phantom Menace. If you play as his character, you know sometimes they'll just say random things. Well, he just whipped out one day. He's like, I have a particular set of skills, and one that I will use on you. And I was like, that's deep. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. Good. yeah. Yeah. So little things like that I've really appreciated where they just, they use these little, you know, they're, I feel like that's a deep cut. That's not even a Star Wars thing. You know, mm-hmm. that's just like, you have to know yeah, who no, that was. Just, you have to know Liam Neeson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, some of the goofier stuff that I've seen, like they did um, the decoy st- story moment from Phantom Menace. And mm-hmm. they had, and if you've ever watched that movie, Queen Amidala has a double, and there was a scene in a throne room where she comes in there, guns blazing, and then the the bad guys are like, "Ha ha, we've got you surrounded!" And then the decoy shows up and is like, "Ha, I'm I'm right here, you fool!" And then they're like, "Ah, this one's a decoy, go get her." Well, instead of the decoy looking just like Padme, it was a guy like with a bald head and a big bushy beard. He's like, oh, look at me. I'm out of here. And it was like, oh, that's a decoy. Go get it. He's like, what? <laughs> no. So ridiculous, but in. Those are fun, though. Yeah, but in the fun yeah. Lego fashion. So I, I appreciated little jokes like that where they're just having fun with it. Yeah. Um, if you're here for the story of Star Wars, you are getting the Cliff's Notes version of this, which. Again I, again, I feel like at this point, I know the story. You don't have to recap every little detail. And I know that sure. might um, rub some people the wrong way. Like, well, why didn't but you do this? Know? Bit? 
Well, it just depends. Like, on... If you had never seen the movies and you had just played this game, do you think it would detract? Not necessarily, no, because there's a lot of details that are being left out. It's, mm-hmm. it's like they're trying to hit the right points of the story to say what would be the most action-oriented, what would be the most fun to play, and give players, you know, kind of the experience in, in a nutshell without uh-huh. taking away from it. Like, there was a bit uh, where they kind of, I saw in a cutscene, they combined a few scenes all together in one. So we're getting all the story. We're just saying, okay, as opposed to, well, this character was here, they're looking up something, and they got to go here and talk to this person, and then they got to go back over here and talk to that person. They just said, come to this point, that character will show up in that same scene and say the exact same thing, and then just kind of combine all the stuff, and we'll just move this story along. Okay. And I was like, all right. Just efficient. Yeah. So again, I, I, I appreciate that, so we're not dragging it out, because you, you've given me nine movies to play through. You know, right. I, I think going to be one of my points. I was like, it sounds like there's a lot. <laughs> right. So if you think about it, if there are five levels to play per movie and you've got nine movies, you got 45 levels you're playing. Yeah. Plus the open world. Right. To explore. And the collectibles if you wanted to go back, I guess, and do that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All the characters, ships, bricks. Upgrades. There's a lot. Yeah. So... I can I can forgive breezing through a story. If you're hitting all the beats, telling a story, fine. Yeah. I'm good with I it. I can still follow along. Yeah, yeah. it's not that yeah. it's not that important. So would I recommend Lego Star Wars? Well, yeah. If you love <laughs> Star Wars, uh-huh. This is this is a game with all things a love for Star Wars. One of the mm-hmm. best things that I've seen that is right in the opening main menu just to kind of give you a hint of how the developer uh traveler's tale i think is who i know they go by tt or whatever but warner Mm -hmm. brothers is involved and whatnot oh yeah (coughs) but one of the the it's a minor detail but if you've heard the fan outcry and all that stuff you see where this is coming from so in the opening main menu screen you have like a plethora of characters just standing together and then, of course, after a few seconds, they all start doing their own little thing. You'll see just this crazy little loop of animations where they're all... If you pay attention, every character's doing something different. Okay. On the far right side, you see Finn and Poe from the new Star Wars sequels, arm in arm, like this. Mm-hmm. It's buddy-buddy. But maybe not just buddy-buddy. You're just like, okay, okay. And it was always a fan thing where people are like oh man Poe and Finn need to be together man oh please oh okay and here, here they are go. and there's like see okay. now I, again I haven't gotten to those points in that story but it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if they followed through why not why not well, it's, yeah it's just fun yeah it's what it's supposed to be it's exactly. just fun yeah but and if you're the- playing into it and it gives people joy I just I have this I have this inkling though that uh, I haven't heard of any kind of backlash, but the wrong parent, oh, wow. the wrong kid, the wrong game, sure. and be like, oh, I can't believe they put that in a Lego game. This is for children. How dare you force this on my children? How dare children learn about the world? But I thought that was a nice thing. Uh, it's a Lego game. If you're familiar with the Lego game, this is just a bigger Lego game. 
and and it might be the way going forward. They, I feel like I appreciate what they're trying to do. They're trying to to revitalize it, kind of do bring some new blood to it, which I again I appreciate the hell out of. But you might want to refine it just a little bit. Some of the changes and fair. You know, if this was the second or third game in and and the problems were still kind of persistent with the new changes, fair. I got to get used to it. You know, I mean, that's first and foremost. I'm so familiar with the old formula. You've changed the formula. Now I've got to get used to the new thing you're doing. Fine. I can do that. Mm -hmm. But for little hiccups, maybe just try to find ways to refine it just a little bit. Because I love these games. I will say that wholeheartedly from here until eternity. This is just something I love because Mm -hmm. it's just pure fun. Right. I don't have to worry about a damn thing, okay? I'm just running around, throwing my lightsaber at everything, destroying everything. People are going, ah! And I'm just like, throw it! Throw it! (laughs) I don't care! I'm just having fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I'm not worried about the story. I'm not worried about a damn thing. This is the this is the kind of game I come to because it's familiar. I get to mm-hmm. play as characters that I don't normally get to play in other games because there mm-hmm. aren't that many of those games. But I'm having fun. That's yeah. what these games are all about for me. It's so much fun just to play in this world, Lego or not. I don't yeah. have to worry about a damn thing, just having fun. And it's loads of fun. I recommend it if you love Star Wars, if you love Lego, either or both. I think you'll have a lot yeah. of fun. So get on it. it sounds people. like it. Yeah. Go do it. You can't yeah, go wrong. Excellent. I need to get into those. It's just I need to get into a lot of stuff in my backlog. Though, let's be real. If I could, Ooh. if I could think of one right offhand, which I think you might like. There might not be too. All right, you know what? I'll give you one. Uh, if you wanted to go back just a little ways, but not too yeah. far, and kind of get a familiar ride, like this this would kind of be in that the old style that I'm talking about, but really kind of get you familiar with it all. The original Lego Marvel superheroes, they give you okay. New York to play in. Like oh, that's okay. that's pretty much your hub. I don't think any of the other areas were were opened up like that because I think in the okay. sequel they took it that that extra step and they were just like ah let's let's you can explore more worlds it's like I temper it down just a little bit will you yeah here it's just like here's New York play and then you can go do all your missions and okay. I love that so yeah. just think about being Iron Man jumping off the shield helicarrier which is in the air by the way and then Ooh, just fun. jump and float down and down and down and then yeah. right when you get to the bottom ignite your thrusters and fly off or in my case at the ground <laughs> now does that not sound like fun it sounds like a lot of fun just to do well, that especially now that i've been watching some of these people modding in like flying superheroes yeah. and stuff and everything. this looks like fun yeah it's you just a lot of fun some of that yeah even if i don't play the story just let me go run around somewhere yeah. just beat some people up, fly, and, whatever. And you might find things that you might want to do. You'll run into the occasional stranger and be like, help me, help me, please do something. And you'll be like, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Well, my cat's stuck up in this tree and I don't know how to cut it <laughs> down. Can you help me out? And then you're just like, Psh. Can I cut the whole tree down? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Then the cat goes, runs off. It's like, well, that didn't quite well, help me, but thanks for your help anyway. <laughs> like this, I don't think this helped anyone. Yeah. So like, now we got a tree in the way. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, that's the beauty of the Lego humor. 
<laughs> it's just like, okay, whatever insanity just ensued. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Excellent. Well, no, that sounds like a lot of fun. Definitely go check it out. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Oh, I want to go play. Anyway, well, that's our show. Woo. I think that's our show. Don't forget, you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. You can go to Instagram to view the weekly icon art Stephen puts his time and love into. Uh, you can send an email to supermegacrash at gmail.com. Let us know what you think or not. I mean, if you would, it'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred podcast app and even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. Uh, you can go to youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions for more of Steven's genius, of course. Uh, and uh, we suck at Discord, so come help make us better by coming on over and joining in. Please. I think the links are in the description below. Mm. Thank you so much for listening. I am Lacia Finley. And I am Stephen White. And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash Siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.